You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. There's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pet sets. That's what we're here to do. Sam Nork, usually pushing the buttons. Matt Fox, always adding comic relief. And Brian Donovan, uh, all of them not here. It's just me. And we're going to have some fun today. We're going to do a little Animal Talk Rewind. I guess we're going to take it back to about 2000. Uh, we were on the radio at the time, so very much color-driven talk radio. We have some fun with uh, tricky trivia and a fact or fiction. Uh, you'll hear Dr. Brad Davis along with Donna and Mark and myself and then Jason the intern and uh, the whole zoo crew there helping out with the show, uh, helping people with their pets. That's uh, what we're here to do. And uh, if all the time you can uh, get a hold of us, uh, animaltalkradio.com is the website. is a great way to get a hold of us. Jamie at animaltalkradio.com is my email. And then you can just simply uh, follow us on all the social medias. We got Twitter, the Facebook and Instagram, you can direct message us on any of those. If you're listening to this, it's like, oh, that's fun. I wish I have an animal question. I would like to uh, call in and, and talk to them. Uh, we'd be happy to take your call. Uh, just message us through one of those ways, and then uh, we'll get you on the air with us the next time we sit down in the studio, right? Because we don't have those phone lines hot and ready all the time that we're on. But we are hot and ready for you with animal infotainment. That's what it is. Infotainment. That's, that's a word. I swear to God, it's a word. Anyway, so it's uh, here we're going to roll with uh, one of the best dubs, rolling back to uh, 2002. It's Animal Talk. You know, we haven't seen a Super Bowl in six years, and I don't miss it. Well, the oh, you're not very loud. Somebody has to adjust Brad's volume because we can't hear him. Is Everyone's so left. Bad? No, 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 I can hear him. Really, yeah, I really can good, hear me, though. but I can, and I can. You're not. You're, I can't hear you I'm, too good. And I can hear you. Yeah, yeah I'm a little quieter than him, but Brad's microphone is not. We're just skipping over Brad. <laughs> if you have fish, reptiles, and you have a question, I'm your man. And sitting across from me is. Oh, I'm Brad Davis. I'm the barely audible. Okay, well now we're gonna try this microphone. How about this? Oh, that's better. better. Oh, there you go. And I just want to remind you that if you are if you watch the Super Bowl, if you're not an Oakland Raider or a Tampa Bay fan, you're just reminding yourself that your team was incredibly disappointing this year. It's not worth it. Listen to the radio. That's right. <laughs> nice. Good Very sell. Nice. Good Very sell. nice. <laughs> and obviously, if they're listening to this show and heard your voice, they already know that. <laughs> right. And I'm Donna Blummel. I'm here to train and answer any questions about animal behavior. Give us a call. It's time to do a tricky trivia here in Animal Talk because... We need to get right into the games, right into the festive festival. It's all about the fun. That's right. The festival. <laughs> the festivities that is Animal Talk. It's time for a Tricky Trivia. Okay, Dr. Brad, how does this work? <laughs> Jamie's voice has changed to Jason's. <laughs> There's been a coup. Um, <laughs> the way this works is Mark is going to ask an animal-related question. If you're smart enough to know the answer and smart enough to know how to dial the phone to call us, you can win a fabulous species-specific prize. Okay, here we go. The NFL has 32 teams. 
how many of them are named after animals or have an animal in their name? Mm-hmm. Not nicknames. We're going for their official names. And you don't have to list them. Exactly. No, th- that's the bonus question that we may ask later. So you know, <laughs> there's always the bonus question. So if you know how many of the 32 teams are named after animals, call 1 800. Mm-hmm. So you can be world anim- make your world animalogically safe and sound. What you got in front of you there, Brett? We have some email. Well, let's do an email. All right. Uh, hey, guys. Congratulations, Skippy. You've got mail. I would just like to find out why my sucking lotus has died. <laughs> That's nice. And then, sadly, this is like the classiest letter we've gotten in a while. I only have, I've only had my aquarium about 10 weeks and have recently just added my fish to it, but after about two weeks, I was checking to make sure they were all okay, but the sucker was dead. And yeah, that was a black exploitation movie, I think. <laughs> All the other fish seem fine. I am just worried that they may die now too. Please advise me of what I'm doing wrong. Also, how often should you feed the fish? The packet of fish feed says two to three times daily, but my local pest store says once a day is plenty. Okay. What what they have there, sucking lotus is probably a loach. It's some type of a loach fish and they hit spell check, I'm assuming, and came up with lotus, because that's the closest thing to loach a spell check is going to have. Fucking lotus. Um, in the first um, three to four weeks, even five weeks, of setting up a new aquarium once you put fish in, you're going to experience high levels of ammonia and high levels of nitrites. That is the natural ecosystem in your aquarium taking growing bacteria that'll eat the waste that your fish produce. So that with that time it takes, it takes for that bacteria to grow, you may lose a fish here and there. That's why I usually say do not buy expensive fish in your first six to eight weeks of owning an aquarium and don't name them because you may lose a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and usually if you go to your pet store and talk to them and say what kind of fish is a good hardy fish that can stand the changes in water quality, they can, they can suggest that. And the loaches are not a good one to choose. Mm-hmm. So when the pet store lets you buy a loach, they didn't do you any real favors in that. Mm-hmm. And you probably shouldn't lose any more. If you haven't lost them by now, you've gone through the ammonia spike, your nitrites are probably beginning to drop, and then you get beautiful nitrates and start to grow al- algae. Mm-hmm. That's enough on the chemistry of water right now, I think, don't you? Oh, mm-hmm. sure, sure. I'm okay. still back at the sucking lotus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Jerry in West Virginia. Jerry, welcome to Animal Talk. What can we do for you today? How are you? Wild and crazy, man. Do you know, is there? have you ever seen a gay, gay set of animals? All right. Um, 1-800-738-1886 is the number to call. Let's go to Rich calling from Iowa. Hey, Rich, what can we do for you today? Um, I had a question about predatory aggression in male dogs. Okay. Um, I had an American Staffordshire Terrier that I ended up sending back to the breeder because he went after cats. He was killing cats. He went after livestock. And I tried positive reinforcement. I tried negative reinforcement. Nothing worked. I ended up sending him back because I just couldn't afford him to eat anything else. Wow. That, that, now, that does happen. There are some yes. some dogs that still have the genetic predisposition for the hunt. Yes. There are, there are some that are absolutely wired that way. Um, is this something that you were looking for a, a different type of dog or... Cause I guess I'm just trying to, to figure out exactly what you're, what you're looking for here. Well, um, what it was is that I just, you know... I raised Rottweilers for 10 years before they mm-hmm. died died off from old age, and I decided to try something different, and I'd never had that happen with any of my dogs before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if this was something, a breed-specific problem, because I worked in law enforcement for a lot of years, and I went to, I had contact with pit bulls and Staffordshire Terriers, and they were never people-aggressive. Mm-hmm. And this was really kind of came, I don't know, maybe a naive eye-opener. 
about the dog. As uh, far I, as I don't. Worm. I don't think most pit bulls are, are aggressive towards other animals genetically. Are they? I, I not, haven't seen that. Not most pit bulls. No, that's usually. I, quite honestly, they have such a bad rap, but they're they're most of most of them are a really good dog. Um, I have seen some of the uh, Staffordshire Terriers in the clinic that I work at that have had some other dog aggression. Um, that's some dogs are just kind of bred that way, and that's kind of in their genes to be that way. They that's unfortunately why we, most we, I, we had a Boston to, Terrier that would kill any animal it could get, get in contact on. It caught, it killed squirrels, rabbits. Right. It was a, it, it was just because, and it's a Boston Terrier. He's a well, working dog, though. Yes, that's that's your your key here. Is if you like the working breed of dogs, which it sounds like you do, um, you have to kind of. Find one that's better suited. I mean, you said you raise Rottweilers, and you know that most of them aren't uh, set up for the hunt. But, you know, I have a Beagle, and that's one dog that is set up for the hunt. So what you may want to do is consider looking into another breed of dog. Um, if you like the working class dog, you like the intelligence that they can can um, respond and train with. Um, one of the things that I'd recommend is is a book. It's a really great book. It's called The Right Dog for You. It breaks down every breed. And what the good and bad about every breed is. So I, picked that, up a, I picked up a copy of something like that at Sam's book with mm-hmm. the SPCA's book on that. Mm-hmm. It has like a bunch of the different AKC breeds in it. Right. With the description. Right. I, the thing you want is you want to make sure that whatever information source you're going with is going to give you the good with the bad. Um, you know, we all love the animals, but some people only want to print the good stuff. So you don't you get a very one sided view. Um, the other thing is to do the research into the parents. What are the parents like around other pets? What are the parents uh, like towards people? Where where's this background been? That's a big important issue to, when you're picking out a dog. Okay. Do you have a recommended place to look for a good breeder? Because everybody advertises on the internet, and I don't know them from Adam. Call your vet. Um, honestly, we see so many dogs coming from uh, breeders that uh, we don't like and from places we don't like that we generally know places that we do like. Or we know people who've gotten a, a dog, gotten dogs of, of the breed that you're looking for, mm-hmm. and we can find out from them. So call the vet, talk to the vet, and I tell you what, they'll get you directed toward dogs that are healthy and generally good-natured. Okay. Thank you very much, sir, ma'am. Hey, Rich, thanks a lot for calling. We really appreciate it. I'm a ma'am. 1-800-738-1886. Don't you feel old? No, <laughs> or or actually, I don't. <laughs> you might think my name is Sir Ma'am. I could, That's see, true. <laughs> I could see that. You, you have the ponytail. I'm more Sir Hun, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you dig your dog, but your dog digs your rose bushes? Well, give Animal Talk a call. We have that tricky trivia out there. Smile, Brad. <laughs> okay. Brad has two microphones. I do. I feel like a press conference is going on. Because <laughs> right. no, real... it's all about you, right? <laughs> or it reminds me, uh, so your normal one's working. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let, let's find out. The, the, tricky tri- or the tricky trivia is there are... 32 different NFL teams. Mm-hmm. How many of them have been named after animals or have an animal in their name? Oh, okay. For example, like the Detroit Lions. Because you know, and there is a there is a debate on whether it's a really an NFL team or not. Because you know all the all the sports enthusiasts who would have this sort of information. 
would be tuned into us today. That's what makes this a difficult trivia because it's for those who are going, football, they play that on ice? Yeah. <laughs> so, how many teams, you have to give us the number of how many right. teams are named after uh, animals. Right. And out of the 32, how many of them are? Okay. And, uh, well, you know, seeing as how it's a Super Bowl time and, and people, it, they're companies spending millions upon millions of dollars uh, for entertainment and advertising. And I feel that uh, the uh, Animal Talk listeners shouldn't be left out on that. So me and a six-pack and this afternoon put together <laughs> oh, no. a little entertainment for, for our listeners. Donna Blemmel from Animal Talk Radio. What are you listening to? Well, radio veterinarian Dr. Brad, I'm listening to the fake animal songs of the 80s, a new fake CD from Animal Talk Music. A fake CD full of complete song parodies? No, a fake CD with partial parodies to songs we just weren't clever enough to make fake in their entirety. Wow, sounds great. What's included? How about this Sparrowsmith classic? Loving the Navigator, living it up when I'm in the swamp. Loving an alligator They're moving fast before I get chomped That is keen. Is there anything lamer than that? Ha <laughs> ha, you bet there is. Remember this favorite? Sea urchin, 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 urchin My sea urchins Yeah, my sea urchins Sea urchins Well, that is lame. And no, I don't remember it at all. Of course you don't. It's not real. But New Wave was, and who could forget this? He's a little hound. He's a whippet. A few just from the ground. He's a whippet. He rarely makes a sound. He's a whippet. He's a whippet. A whippet dog. I said whippet. A skinny dog, a little puppy, a skinny pooch. He's a whippet, a whippet dog, a little puppy, skinny dog. Gosh, the memories that almost brings back. Hold on there, cowboy. We're not done. Simply a Picasso fine. You'll just wonder where the algae went. Plus, if you order now, you get this bonus housebreaking track. You ever love a pup so much you didn't care where he pooed? I didn't think so. You never cared if your carpet smelled like number two. I didn't guess so. You ever beg your pup to go outside, but it pees when you walk away. The puppy did a bad, bad thing. The puppy did a bad, bad thing. A puppy did a bad, bad thing. If you like crying, hey, if you like crying, oh, hey, if you like crying. Big animal songs of the 80s. Order now. Oh, my God.
All right, there you go. Simply up the customers. <laughs> That's the only so. one you heard, isn't it? <laughs> no, that was hilarious. Puppy did a bad, bad so. thing. <laughs> so those people don't feel like they're left out on all the quality entertainment happening this weekend. We uh... Is he going to be watching the Super Bowl and seeing those multi-billion dollar Super Bowl commercials <laughs> yeah. or listen to this? Well, that cost, uh, cost the people at Animal Top Music $2.5 million. <laughs> <laughs> it did. In fines against humanity. That's right. That's great. Oh. Oh. Hey, you know, it's like, where do we go from here? Oh. Up, uh, up is the direction, home. I think. Right, right, right. <laughs> we, can, we can only go up from here. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> 1-800-738-1886. Believe it or not, we can help you if you have any animal yeah, problems. And, and we take requests. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, my goodness, you know. Wow. <laughs> so but we do have that tricky trivia hanging out there. <laughs> yes, we do. And, and it lets it, you might have a dog out there who actually is pooing in the corner and doing a bad, bad thing. Give us a call. You might have an, an aquarium that's full of algae. Well, you do need a placostomist, so give us a call at 1-800-738-188. And if you don't know what a sea urchin is for, call us 1-800-738-188. like poor people that live around the ocean? <laughs> you got to whip it? <laughs> Make everything relate. Rip it real good. One, eight, eight, I'm just like. You should have saved that for the end because now I don't think any of us are going to be able to recover. Oh, you know, and I was going to go to the one news story we have, but it's too serious to it's go there. Serious. Uh, why don't we do an email and. Ask oh. a question that way. Uh, by the way, we do have open lines. We really were asking for you to call. We weren't just <laughs> continuing the frivolity. <laughs> jocularity, jocularity. <laughs> and as always, the MASH references are free. <laughs> Hello, all. Hello, You've all. got mail. I have an almost two-year-old altered male cat. My roommate is thinking about getting a cat herself. I'm a little concerned about how Chase, my cat, is going to react. He is very spoiled and thinks that everything is his. He has wanted to play with other cats he's met and hasn't been aggressive, but he's never met another one on his home turf. I was wondering if getting a certain sex would make the bonding easier. Also, how should I handle the introduction and integration of another cat into our family? Well, um, I've had success with, with adding a male cat to an already male cat household. Um, doesn't work on all cats. But if you have any doubt, you can always add a female cat instead. As far as the introduction, um, that new cat needs to be in a carrier and let him come up and check it out and see what's going on. Let him walk away and come back and forth. Um, but a lot of things, once they get out and about in the house, over a good meal, that's usually a good way to meet. Mm -hmm. They're busy eating. And, and you can't make it work or not work. No. you got to let them alone, let them do you their thing. There's going to be an adjustment time, right. too, where they're yes, going to chase is. each other. It's kind of like it's kind of like newlyweds. For a while, they chase each other around, but pretty soon they just don't care if they're there or not. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Once on the couch eating potato chips. <laughs> what? Do you need help potty training? Pooches to parrot. Animal Talk is the place to go. We are your Popo specialists. 1-800. you got a problem with Popo? Call us how now. Do you, how do you put that on a resume? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a poopologist. Yeah, that's right. Scatologist. Yeah, that's right. That was trivia from <laughs> last week, wasn't it? I work for a corporation. That's <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yikes. Uh, Jamie, what are you talking about? <laughs> Your contract just keeps getting longer and longer. <laughs> just don't forget we have that tricky trivia hanging out there that I don't think we're even going to get somebody to take a shot at. No. 
The NFL has 32 teams. How many of them are named after animals? I'll give you a hint. It's more than 10 and less than 25, okay? We've narrowed it down for you a little bit. Okay, I'll give you 15 guesses. No, no, no. What is the number to call? Let's go to Laura calling from Nebraska. Hey, Laura, welcome to Animal Talk. Hi. Um, about two and a half years ago, we adopted a cat that had been dumped. Uh, we guess she's about 13 or so now. She's been prone to feline allergic dermatitis, and when it's acted up, we've been giving her prednisone. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, she, since then, she's had uh, uh, cancer surgery, and she's on a Nalpril and Dysol. What can we do uh, now to treat the uh, dermatitis when it flares up since she's under some stress now? Yeah, this is, this is one of those tough situations where we... Um she is in no pain, though. Good, good. Uh, when, when, uh, it's like when you visit an elderly relative and you see how many medications they're taking and realize half of their cupboard is taken up by different pills they're taking. How do they know they're not interacting? It's always a, a real tricky thing. And well, this because is, she's on Dysol, we've been giving her the prednisone at night so they won't, they won't mingle as much. How, how, how are we doing with the itch? Oh, as long as she's on prednisone at least every other day during non-flare-ups and on every... Uh, every day when it is flared up, she's doing fine. Okay. One of the things, so you want to know what can you do besides the pred? Yes. One of the things that I would look into is something called Temeril P. Uh, that's spelled T-E-M-A-R-I-L uh-huh. P. And uh, what Temeril P is, it's, it's, a med- it's a medication that does have uh, the steroid pred in it, but at a much lower level. And the antihistamine in there, the trimeprazine, makes the pred work, the less pred work like more pred. And uh, basically, it enables it. Okay, so what you're getting with the with the sum up, what it does is by giving less, it's it's still working like more because of the other thing inside the drug with it. Okay. Now, before you switch to that, and again, I say that as though you're going to run down to the store and there's going to be a, a Temeril P aisle and you're going to just load up on it. It's not like that. It's something you're going to have to get from a vet. But what you do is uh, ask your vet if that's a possibility because that might be something that you can use without having to overload the body on steroids. Okay. That, that, that's one that I would go for right there. But it's, it's again, if, if you're working out nicely now, maybe you stay the same. But uh, you might be able to decrease the amount you're giving if you give this new drug. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Sure. Good luck. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling is the number to call. Let's go to Claudia. Hey, Claudia, welcome to Animal Talk. What can we do for you today? Um, how would my dog act if he, was, if he had arthritis? Tough time playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh, this was almost the behavioral question, then came back around to medical at the last second. Uh, how would they act with arthritis just like we would? Uh, a little bit slower. Uh, the difference is wouldn't complain as much. Uh, the standing up, they don't get up as quickly. Uh, it tends to be worse after activity. Uh, I, I Watch me walk around for a few a day, and you'll see what it's like. It's, it's definitely uh, uh, discomfort, but they're not going to be in agonizing pain as a rule. It's sort of just being uncomfortable and slower than they were before. Is that what you're seeing with your critter? No. No. Okay, then he, it's not. He, it's like he's, uh, he's short-circuiting. It's like something's not... He, he like is, uh, has uncontrollable shakiness for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And he's like unsteady and loses his balance and it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. The thing that I would worry about here is not that we're dealing with arthritis, but that you might be dealing with some sort of seizure disorder. That's what I thought. Yeah. And uh, just, just like, again, using people as an analogy, this is one we all know people have tics or have uh, little motions they can't control. This is along that same line, but uh, it could progress and become even worse. This is one you get checked out. I tell you what, I have well, one. But he's 
been to the vet. That's why I'm, I'm you know, when he said he thought he probably had arthritis, he's going on 16. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and... Yeah, it, I, I still would bet that what we're dealing with is some sort of seizure disorder. And one thing that there's uh, plenty of around is vets. And if you want a second opinion... I always say to any of my clients, get one. Just just uh, make yourself feel more comfortable. If you're comfortable that you're right, you don't mind people getting a second opinion, I would look into it. I think that, uh, is there something you're going to do about it? Probably not. At 16 years old, this is kind of an old critter to be looking at doing a whole lot of workup and starting a new drug like phenobarbital. But uh, it certainly might be worth it to find out if there's something going on. I would also draw some blood, see what's going on there. Make sure we're not dealing with a liver or kidney problem. They could be initiating some seizure activity. Well, now he has had some problems um, that the doc thought he was and maybe had a um, back problem, he said, or, or kidney just this last, well, last week. Yeah. So did they do any blood work? No, he didn't. That might be worth it. Check some blood, make sure you're not dealing with a further problem. And I know we're 16 years old, but there's sometimes just doing something simple can help take care of things if it's the right problem. And that would help with the seizures, too, to be able to find that out? It could help, yes. If it turns out the problem is with, uh, uh, let's say, the kidneys, sometimes some fluids, a diet change can help make things better, at least keep things from getting worse. They mm-hmm. keep things from progressing. And, uh, yeah, you could have something even worse like... Uh, God forbid, you could have a brain tumor, you could have something like that. But the point is, that's rare. Treat You check for what you can treat, and you treat what you find. Mm-hmm. And if you go out, you can do the whole nine yards. If it's a human, they're doing a CAT scan. Mm-hmm. That's kind of ridiculous. Not many people do uh, brain surgery on their pets. Go out, find what's, find what's normal, do what you can find, and, and go from there. I would sure check some blood and uh, see what's coming up in there. How would I know uh, how long to let him go if he did have something like this? Very simple. As as long as the animal's enjoying being alive, then you know to go ahead. If they're not enjoying life, and if there's nothing you can do to get them enjoying life again, then it's time to make the hard decision. Well, he sleeps an awful lot. He slept just all day long, and he does that most of the time uh, when I'm home, and I assume he's doing the same thing when I'm gone now. Um, but And he wants to play. Mm-hmm. He, he really wants to play, but he loses interest in it right away, and he used to play all the time. This is, this is one, though, where he does want to play and he's enjoying life. Again, no one can tell you when we're not enjoying being alive anymore. Only you can tell that, mm-hmm. and I can see that you're thinking about it. But look at this dog and say, hey, how are, is this dog enjoying being alive, or is life a chore? Mm-hmm. If life's a chore, then you have to say, we have to do something about it to get us enjoying life again. If you can't get us enjoying life again then it's time to say enough's enough because we're not happy now and we never will be again. It's mm-hmm. time to make the hard decision for the dog. Right. Thanks okay. for calling, Claudia. Thank you very much. But you know, if uh, wanting, having the desire to sleep all day is enough to put you down, <laughs> my wife would be uh, <laughs> calling up Dr. Kevorkian to come see me. <laughs> oh, I'm all about napping. <laughs> I'm There's sorry. nothing wrong with napping. It's a good thing. It's, you're napping because you're nipping. Yeah. <laughs> There's another problem altogether. <laughs> we know where that came from. Uh, and you're listening to Animal Talk here on IE, America Radio Network. In the beginning of the next hour, we're going to be talking about a news story from West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of get things started. I get Bruce back on the line. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, the the animal rights wackos have struck again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This Humaniacs is un- unite! I was just reading through this right. This is unbelievable. B. Arthur's alive. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> one... I wonder you're still walking around. <laughs> I'm surprised somebody hasn't taken out a contract on your life yet. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Becky. Hey, Becky, welcome to Animal Talk. Hi, how are you? Crazy. <laughs> okay, sounds like it. <laughs> I have a question. We have an answer. Great. Um, we just adopted a three-year-old Maltese from the Humane Society, and um, it's been about three months now since he's been with us. But it seems like he's only connecting with our three children, who are ages 10, 12, and 5. He doesn't um, respond to my husband or myself. In fact, especially my husband, he seems to, um, he growls at him and runs from him, and he won't come to me at all during the day when uh, the kids are gone to school, and it's just he and I, he goes in the living room, sits in his favorite chair. Doesn't you know, the, the problem is dogs are great judge of characters. You and your husband are weird, strange <laughs> people. <laughs> and you shouldn't be allowed to have animals. You, and... you stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not true. <laughs> okay, do, do you guys hit each other with big, heavy things when the kids aren't home? No. Okay, fine, I'm no. done. No. Oh Go ahead. You, you dog people talk about this stuff now. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> I'm going to apologize for him since he didn't. <laughs> it's so funny. No, we don't do any of that. <laughs> well, you're no fun then. I know it. I know. Now, how was he when you said you, you rescued him? Did you go and pick him out yourself? Yes. Okay. How was he when you went to see him? He was a little nervous, but we thought that was pretty, you know, typical since it was, a, you know, we were strangers and it was a new mm-hmm. environment. And but he did kind of he did come up to us um, a couple of times. Well, the kids were with us, so he's responded well. Mm-hmm. And um, he gets real friendly and excited when the kids are there. He's a totally different dog. Jumps tail wags and everything. But okay. throughout the day, he goes into this depression to where he will not budge off the off this couch the whole day. I have to coax him to go outside to the bathroom, and he'll come in and go right back to his spot. He won't eat, won't do anything. Okay, you need more kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're you're cut off now. Yeah, they're gonna shut my microphone <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, I was I just gonna that. ask. I was just gonna ask if this was possible. Um, well, now he doesn't growl at you. You said he has growled at your husband in the past, but he hasn't done that towards you, correct? Right. Okay. Um, he just won't come to me. He won't come to you. Okay. Um, what I'd suggest first of all is you really need to find something that is really spectacular in the treat world. Mm-hmm. Um, something that he will take from you because we're going to start with you because he, he won't come to you, but he's not as afraid of you. He's right. not growling and running away. Right. Um, you're going to coax him to come to you and to get to know you with food. Okay. Food is a wonderful source. Now, you said he won't eat. Well, maybe his dinner isn't enough. You want to mm-hmm. find that spectacular treat, uh, bag and strip, pepperonis, um, something soft and mm-hmm. uh one of the other ones is uh, lamb roll. Okay. I've had really good success with those. It has to smell really good. It has to taste really good. And he has to be hungry. Okay. He really has to want what you have to okay. offer. Okay. And we're going to start with you in that way. Get him to, to kind of trust you, and then we'll work your husband into the picture. Your okay. husband will then take over with the treats. Now, once you accomplish this where the dog is, is starting to open up towards you and he'll come when you call him and those sorts of things, then I'd recommend getting him enrolled in some basic obedience. I wouldn't start right off with that because he's got some issues he needs to work through first. Okay. So get him to trust you and to come to you and respond to you before you get him into the basic obedience. So that way he's not going to be, because what can happen if, if there's somebody that the dog doesn't really trust and they right 
away start with these training and, and any type of correction, the dog is going to take a little bit different from that person. Yes. So you want to make sure that this dog has a building relationship with you. So work on them with food. You may have to try several different types of cookies. Always do it um Basically, if you feed him meals, withhold that breakfast. Don't feed him breakfast. Use the really good cookie to get him to respond to you. Okay. Okay? Very good. All right. Thanks for calling, Thank Becky. You. And you, if you and your husband don't run around the house naked, <laughs> that might help, too. Okay. We'll, I told you we'll no peeping. That. Okay. <laughs> right. Thanks, Becky. Well, where does that mic plug in? What yeah. is- Doesn't uh, Dick Van Patten uh, make like a, a soft uh, a roll of food of, of some kind? They make a thing called Natural Balance. So does uh, Pet Magic. They make- No, uh, Dick Van Patten. Doesn't he yes, have one? It's called Natural Balance. Natural Balance. Yeah. yeah. Is he still alive? Uh Yes, you know, Van Patten is still alive. Right, I don't know. Eight checking. is never enough. Just ask me. I don't know. <laughs> just checking. Yeah. <laughs> Pet Magic makes a it makes the lamb roll and the oinker roll, mm-hmm. which is yeah. another one. They're, they're a summer sausage like for dogs, and yeah. it's same mm-hmm. kind of thing. They those love are it. those are good. Little Red Barn makes one as well. There, there's a number yeah, of them out there, and, and that's why I said she may have to try several different types before she finds one that the dog will actually enjoy. It's tough. Hot dog is just a great one. Hot dogs, every dog cheese. likes hot dog. They're cheese. Mm-hmm. Isn't this a weird hot sort of backwards problem? Usually. This is scared of the kids, which frankly I would be too. But uh, but uh, (laughs) well, you know that explains a lot about you, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to Nebraska and talk to Dennis. Dennis, welcome to Animal Talk. Yes, hey, this is a wonderful program. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm in the middle of Nebraska. I've never caught the show before, and this is this is great. I happen to be an entertainer, and (laughs) I have this beautiful 26 months old. 155 pounds, St. Bernard, who loves me, loves my wife, and apparently hates everybody else in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she's a great dog, but her problem is uh, when we tried to socialize her when she was young, Mm -hmm. she just won't go for it. And we walk down the street, she tries to lunge at people, she barks at people. I called a, uh, a trainer and, and uh, you know, asked if, if they would give me some help, and uh, they said yes, and then they said no. So, you know, I, I'm kind of stuck. And this is a really warm, affectionate dog. She's wonderful with us. She's great, you know, in the house, but I have this, this problem with her. Any okay. thoughts? I, I'm appreciative. So she, the, the one trainer decided that, that they wouldn't work with her? Yeah, I, well, she never, the, the, the trainer, by the way, never actually saw the dog. Okay. But the, the trainer didn't want to take a dog that's 155 pounds and might lunge sure. at someone. Sure. That's, you know. not a, and, and that's actually good of the trainer because yeah. you don't want yeah. somebody who, who could not handle an aggressive right. dog to be doing your evaluation, doing your training. Absolutely. Right. That's that's a very dangerous situation. Um, now, you said you, you worked a little bit with socialization with her, but she wouldn't have it. Um I guess I'm yeah. a little confused as to okay. what what I would do is when she was a pup to to try to get her accustomed to people. Uh-huh. We I would take her to uh, public areas like WalMarts and and things like that. Okay, and and have and, people yeah. come up and pet her and yes, and there there were some people that could come up and, and she's a Saint Bernard, so mm-hmm. people love just to come over to her and look sure. at her. Oh, sure, they're beautiful. Yeah, she is. She's a beautiful dog and. There were some people that could come up and talk with her, and then, gosh, without any warning, the next person that would come up, mm. she would lunge right off the, you know, right off Boy. the deck, and 
and it was unpredictable. Yeah, that's that's a very, very difficult thing to work with because you never know when she's going to do it. You never know what it is about the person that's going to set her off. Yeah. Um, Den- Dennis, you really have a dangerous situation yes, here. absolutely. This is not something that's... I'm not going to be able to solve this over the radio for you. This right. is something where she... Unfortunately, this may not be something that can ever be changed in her. You may never be able to fix this. I, I actually worked with a dog that was a boxer that had a similar problem, and you never knew who she didn't like and why. There was never any real reason why. Um, she is doing better, but the owner basically doesn't ever let her leave the home. Dennis, well, that's, that's what I go through. Yeah. And De- Dennis, you have a situation, a huge liability possibility situation here both civilly and criminally. You mm-hmm. need to be really aware of that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the country is, and a lot of princi- a, a lot of different towns and cities and prosecutors are taking a very, very serious and critical view of a dog that attacks, If the, especially if the owner had any foreknowledge whatsoever yes. that this was an aggressive dog. Yes. And even if they don't, um, you, you really need to get to a good behaviorist, get a serious um, aggression um, a temperament analysis done yes. and make a hard decision on whether you want to have sorrow for the loss of a dog or regrets for somebody that's seriously hurt. Because with the St. Bernard, it's bad. Hey, we, we, before we do this, real quick, Jack, how many NFL teams have animals named after them? Huh? How many NFL teams have animals named after them, Jack? 14. You're all right, correct. You're a winner. I'm going to put you on hold, get your information. Somebody won the trivia at the end. Thanks very much for listening to this hour of Animal Talk. No. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's other stuff going on in the studio other than the radio show. You just never know what's there going always on. always is. Make a little extra money. We, we have space we rent out right here. <laughs> it's a gap over in the corner. <laughs> if you have a gecko that doesn't work for Geico, or if you have an aquarium, you're thinking about setting up a saltwater tank or maybe some beautiful African cichlids, I'm the person you call, Mark, the Animal Hannes. Isn't he great? He'll be back. I'm Dr. Brad Davis. I'm here for all your veterinary questions. <laughs> and I'm Donna Blummel. I'll be here to answer all your dog training or even cat training questions. Mistress but Donna. only if you call us. Well, in West Hollywood, California, they have a law that they're about to be passed. I'm not quite sure. It may have actually even passed already since this story broke, where they want to ban... Decline cats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's already 13 European nations have done so mm-hmm. because they call it an inha- inhumane treatment because it involves cutting off part of the animal's toes. Did they Did they just get sudden, suddenly get like huge extra funding for their animal shelters? Or, you know, what, are, what, yeah. what is their thinking behind this? So what they, what they do is they'd rather see more animals, more cats euthanized or put to death oh, sure. because of behavioral problems with scratching mm-hmm. up furniture rather than having cats declawed. And one of the things, one of the supporters is, of course, B. Arthur. Oh, yay. <laughs> and uh, she quotes, she says, I've lived with cats for many years and uh, would never dream of subjecting them to this needless, painful mutilation. Um, and that's what our, she wrote in a letter. And again, it's one of those things where people don't know all the facts. They're just yeah. looking at it from one standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we've talked about this many times. 
uh, declawing done correctly, done properly, is not a bad procedure. It, if, if you do it right, it's not painful. Uh, it's, it's, there's pain management techniques out there. And the facts are is that the number one cause of death every year of cats in this country is euthanasia for behavioral problems. And one of the big parts of that is tearing up furniture with the claws. And so, as you were saying, it's going to fill the shelters. The kids. Yeah. And, you know, that, uh, that definitely fills the shelters. Now, mm-hmm. I find it interesting that a group like PETA is the people who, who push this. And remember, their ultimate objective, according to their website and everything their leadership says, is to remove animals as pets from our homes. So if we make it so cats cannot be declawed, so cats are tearing up furniture, scratching children, or, or just, you know, not being able to. One more step further. Yeah. Of getting cats out of the house. And remember, these are the same people that say that they don't care if animals go extinct because a a zebra or a lion or an orangutan is no more important than a cat or a mouse or a rat. Yeah, they, they would not want to see an animal preserved uh, in a zoo or in like a, a protected habitat. Or captive breeding. Uh, yeah, no, no captive breeding. Uh, and they'd rather see a, a species go extinct. So, so realize they're, they're that, the devil. So, so that there would be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Peter's pretty much the devil. Yeah. yeah okay. We, we agree. And we're not talking about Peter Wilson because she's, <laughs> she's hot. <laughs> she's the devil with the blue dress on. That's a yeah. whole different kind of devil. Yeah. And if you'd like to call in, we'd like to hear from her too. But the uh, please but, call, please. But no, seriously, this is this is. Uh, uh, it's great that people care, and it's great that people love animals. But again. Don't take your instruction from PETA because these are they're out there and they're not, they're beyond wacky. And so <laughs> if a real and, and again, I know that I've spent most of my life living doing what I, I say to myself when there's a problem. What would B. Arthur do? <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those circumstances where I probably wouldn't do that. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Probably a good thing. You know. <laughs> And B. Arthur looks like all kinds of rough road. So yeah. it's not like, I mean, you know, what, what can we say? I don't know. That was how, B. Arthur how, for many, no how many people can we insult in this last 15 seconds? Well, let's see. Let's check the story. And the, Os- <laughs> and the Osbournes have absolutely no vocabulary to speak of. So I have no idea why. And the Osbournes let their dogs poop all over their house. Well, they, yeah, they the have behavior the problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's another question. Let, let's go to Steve. Hey, Steve, welcome to Animal Talk. Aren't you glad you called? Oh, very, very glad. I just hope B doesn't have any opinions about my cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my question is for a cat that we picked up as a, well, I don't really call him a stray. Uh, my girlfriend was over at a friend's house and looked at a neighbor, and this little gir- this little kid was playing with his cat, and she noticed that the cat just had patches of hair missing off of her. It was a kitten as well. looked like she was being mistreated really bad. So, of course, I told her to just pick up a cat and bring it home right away. Well, he ate like a machine. I mean, he, he ate all day long, and I asked the vet how we were supposed to feed him. My question is behavior-wise, anyway. Uh, he's on quite a bit of weight. He's still under a year. Uh, he seems happy. The, the things I've read about when cats are supposed to be happy is that they expose their belly to you. You know, if they lay down next to you and their belly's open and they don't do anything about it. I've, uh, everything I've read says that they think that you're all that if they do that. The problem is, is every time we'll be playing with him, if we play with him, he, he'll bat you a little bit for about two or three seconds. And then he turns into like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> he'll look at you and you can, and we both can always tell when we're about to get it. His, his, his ears will pull back a little bit, mm-hmm. and his head will kind of lower. And then, I mean, he'll come from eight feet away with all four of them out and ready to lock onto you. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get him off. And then he'll stop and, and act like 
nothing's going on. You know, they, everything's cool. That's just normal behavior. And, and here we are, you know, tending our wounds. Mm-hmm. And I was wanting to know, is it possible? Is, is this something he's going to grow out of? Or is this going to be this way forever? Well, you said he was happy. You said he was a year old. He's less than a year. He's less than a year. Okay. Yeah. A he lot of this. Probably two and a half pounds in that time. Okay. A lot of this is um, a young cat behavior. Um, the first thing I would recommend is absolutely no hand play with the cat. No hand play. Right. Don't oh, get your hands oh. involved. Get those, like, the, they have little kitty fishing poles. Have you seen those where it's got oh, the yeah, little feathered and, uh, ends? Oh, he digs the laser pointer. Oh, oh yeah. Great, we can, great. We can have him going all over the room with a yeah. laser pointer. And there's, really, that's the best way to play with them. It gets out their hunting urge. It gives them something to chase. Um, with the little kitty fishing poles, they have a sense of completion. They have a sense that they, they've killed it. They've won. And they'll bring their prize over to you. Uh, um, when, they, when they get into the play mode, they don't... Don't always separate out, I can play with this, but I can't play with that. Ah, they are they animals. Really, well, I thought that I was, sometimes when he'll do it, well, with me, a lot of the times with me, when he's biting or if he's got his claws on me or something like that, mm-hmm. it feels like he's just not putting any pressure, like right. he's just barely nibbling or something like that. Right. But then Lisa will turn around and play with him, and he'll just look, he'll lock onto her, you know, and she'll be screaming and hollering, and then... He just acts like nothing's going on. I didn't know if there was a difference. Well, some of it, I unfortunately, we've been seeing, I don't know about you, Dr. Brad, but we've been seeing a lot more of feline aggression in our clinic um, to the degree where we've actually had to euthanize a few because they've been stalking and attacking family members. What it sounds like your guys doing is mainly a, a play association, and I would recommend playing with him with things that are not of your body. Uh, well, do you think the pain would tell us that? Now, now I would ask this too. Are there uh, would would we still have those little gas tanks of aggression on the back end? That, uh, <laughs> well, is, that is that what causes him to just tear through the room at like ninety miles an hour and then tear out of the room and? No, that's clear? that's just cat. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. well, part of that's cat, but some of it can be hormone sponsored. <laughs> oh, that's so, like that. so. In other <laughs> words, is, have you re- is a male cat. <laughs> have you removed his little nuggies? Yes, he just re- we thought it would calm him down. Good. Well, it's going to take a little while. Yeah. It's going to yeah. been maybe 3 or 4 weeks, maybe maybe a little less. It's going to help. Remember, it's not it's not a total control what you've done. You still have the fire just not pouring gas on it anymore. So oh. it uh so now you have an opportunity to really make a difference. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's over the hands. That's going to help. Yes. Yeah. So what about the like the the little out of nowhere things that he doesn't really hurt you that time. It just no, it seems we, like he's hiding behind a corner right. couch and you can see him. He's he's and hunting. Just in a flash, he jumps on you and then he bounces off of you. Mm-hmm. He's hunting. He's he's learning and he's he's using his predatory skills. Um, those have you ever seen those little automatic little balls that you can turn on and they have the little weasel attached to them and they go hopping all around the room? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My cats love that thing. Um, that's something that they they can take out their predatory behavior on that. You, know, okay, well, you, you, and your, you and your wife got to quit dressing up like bunnies and mice in the house. <laughs> now, see, I told her that's just one thing I cannot give up. I'm, I, 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 it's it's got to be the cat. It can't be us. It's got to be the cat. Right. <laughs> so his, his aggressiveness like, like that, it, it isn't because of anything that happened as a kitten. No. He's just no. being normal. Yeah. Oh, normal. Is... You said cat, didn't you? Sorry, there is yeah. no normal. Yeah. This, this well, is about true. as normal as a cat gets. This is That's this is cool. something that they all do. Hey, Steve, enjoy your bunny costume. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Talk to you later. What's attached to that ball, did you say? <laughs> a weasel. A weasel. Oh. 
<laughs> you can't say that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it a regular weasel or is it one of those corporate weasels? It's a corporate weasel. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's it's, why they like to chase it so much that's more. Right. It's about that uh, ban on declawing cats. We'd like all you cat lovers out there to call in and uh, give us your opinion. Do you think declawing cats is a good thing or a bad thing? Mm-hmm. And what is your, your opinion and why? Yeah, and if there's any humaniacs out there or people that belong to uh, PETA, we invite you to, to call and, uh, call, and you know, so, so we can call our devil in, call our devil incarnate line. Incarnate I mean, there are there are two sides to this issue. There's the right side. No. <laughs> no, there are two sides, and I can understand. I would in a perfect world. We wouldn't have Absolutely. decline. Sure. Right, in right. a perfect world, we wouldn't have police, and we wouldn't have people pr- stationed in the Persian Gulf either. It's not a perfect world, so no. we have these problems. We need to <laughs> make things better as best we can. So, so yeah, I mean, th- there is two. There are two sides to the story. It's trying to work with what is, not what what we would like it to be. Mm-hmm. But you know, so and we still hate PETA. That doesn't mean <laughs> them change that at all. That's no. In the Humane Society of the United States, because they try to make owning snakes illegal. I just hate them personally. I don't care about for the rest of the world, but I'm better now. Herpers, come out of your basement. Attack Humane Society of the oh, United States. Oh, Lord. no, Lord in heaven. God. Oh, you have just done a bad, bad, bad thing. I love the Fisher King. <laughs> Puppy did the bad, bad thing. Like million Scary Man March? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. That we could call good. it Nerds on Washington. Yeah, their parents would never sign the permissions. <laughs> Mom, I'm 28. No, you're not going. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. Ed, what can we do for you today? Yeah, I have a a rat terrier that he licks all the time. I can't I can't stop him from licking me or my children or my wife or anything. He just it, that tongue is constantly moving. Yeah, that's, you know, that's something, some dogs, uh, I call it walk by licking. <laughs> my two dogs do that constantly. They'll walk by and lick the wall. They'll lick the, the cabinet, my pant leg, anything. It's uh, Some dogs are very oral. Yeah, they, he they he like, will lick everything, yeah. Right. If you're sitting in the chair and you're touching him and He's, he can't lick you, he'll lick the chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them are like that, and it's, it's a really hard habit to break. Um, really... I don't really say this is a bad habit for them to have. I mean, he's not being aggressive. He's being a good dog, and he's just trying to show you his appreciation. Um, it's most, just dog spit all over you. Right, right. It's it's usually just gross on our end, but for the most part, most dogs uh, most dogs do it just to do it. You know, it's not something that they really you know think about. It's a natural thing. I guess you could rub bitter apple all over your body. <laughs> you see? could, but that encourages some dogs. Some dogs really do like the taste of bitter apple. You'd be surprised. Is there is there is this a sign of stress? I know sometimes obsessive compulsive behaviors are a sign of stress. It is can it possible be. to just get the dog something else to do? It, yeah, absolutely. You could give him something else to do. It could be he's a little unsure of it if you. I guess I'd have to kind of see how he is interacting with you and your family to see what type of uh, uh, relationship that the two of you have. She'll be by after the show. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, But basically, if you really, really, really want to stop it, grab the tongue. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know that sounds really gross, um, but they, they don't like that. They don't I like thought it. about that, and I, I just didn't. I didn't want to hurt him. No, and you I didn't won't. want to scare him if I, you know, if I grabbed you, his tongue and 
Well, you may scare him. Pull it back in. I didn't want to hurt him. Well, you, you don't do the WWF tongue lock. Right, as soon right. as you're, you're grabbing the tongue. Right, you're, you're not making this a, a very stressful event. You're just going to nonchalantly reach over and kind of do a pinch, a quick pinch release. Um, you're not going to hang on for dear life and, you know, drag the dog around. You're just going to do a quick pinch <laughs> a release. Tongue right, and just and put a little command to that, a voice command, no lick, um, something like that. Or just okay. flat out no. Um, really, what it's what's going to get this done though is being consistent with it. Which means right. you got to get the kids to do it. Right. And everybody, the to wife, do it. everybody, everybody has to do and say the exact same thing. And make sure you stress this isn't hanging on to the tongue. It's a quick pinch release. You make it not fun anymore. It's unpleasant. They don't like it. You know, it, it right. may not it may not be worth stopping. You have to really right. decide. It's really you know. not a big deal that they do that. It's really yeah. Weird. I just uh, it. Like you said, it's the growth thing, I guess. Watching him lick himself, <laughs> right. and then he comes and licks you. So. And, the, and the family's all wrinkly. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be really bad if he was eating something unpleasant and then came over and gave you a great big kiss. But yeah. uh, for yeah. the most part, it's not it's not an issue. Thank goodness he's not a poopy eater. So you yeah. you, you got you to get down the chain of events here. Okay, thank you. All right, hey, thanks for calling, Ed. Hey, Brad, why don't we do an email real oh, quick? Oh, why don't we do an email? Okay. Okay, this is... From Spanky. Ooh, baby. Congratulations, Skippy. You've got mail. <laughs> My dogs lick dirt. <laughs> <laughs> the worst uh-huh. t-shirt ever. <laughs> <laughs> they scratch the surface of the ground and lick the dirt. Does anybody know why? I think maybe it's because they can taste certain minerals or maybe vitamins in the ground. I know it's not hunger. Any ideas? And once again, this is from Spanky. <laughs> Again, that kind of applies to what I was having the conversation with our last caller. It's it's uh, something they like to do. Some- there, there are so many different smells out there that we can't smell. There, A cat could have walked by and urinated in that spot. A female dog could have walked by and urinated in that spot. Um, a raccoon, uh, anything could have walked by. Something could have died there months ago and it still smells months on the ago, ground. Months ago and it still smells like it. That's why they roll. Or it's, it's the same kind of behavior. Or could remind them of someplace like that, too. So just right. re- re- something that was tasty once and then yeah. go back there again. Keep trying. And you may have dogs just like dirt. Yeah, mm. this is true. <laughs> Pick up the phone right now so we can answer a question about your dog who's digging up the rosebush. Cat that's missing the litter box. You might have a problem that you have a Kenyan sand boa and you can't tell which end is the head and which end's the tail. I can help you figure that out. <laughs> or if it's a dog, you don't know which end is the head, which end's the We can help you with that, too. Sounds like a pulley to me. That's that's a, a tough kind of pet to just go, I want the one that I can't tell. <laughs> How do you pick that out? <laughs> oh, look, it's it's an orange and brown worm thing. snake thing. <laughs> it doesn't great. have a head. That's great. <laughs> it's oh, terrible. Look. Why don't we do a game instead? I think it's a game <laughs> Since we're going nowhere. And we went there Fact fast. Or fiction. Yeah. <laughs> you decide. All right, Dr. Brad, how does this work? Okay, we're going to read three facts. Uh, two of them are fake. One is absolutely true. What you do is you call in and guess which one is true. Or if you know, you don't have to guess. If you're right, you win a fabulous prize. All right, here we go. Fact one, European eels can survive several hours outside of water in damp, cool conditions. Fact number two, jaguars hate water so much that prey that runs even into shallow levels often get away without being chased. And fact number three, a female heron is called a daman from the German for ladies. German avian expert Gunther Horvath wanted them to be daman and heron for ladies and gentlemen. There you go. 
You pick which one of these is true. Ignore the lies. Call us at 1-800-738-1886. 1-800-PET-1886. This week set up a brand new uh, set up a new aquarium. Actually, it's been set up for a couple of weeks with goldfish in it in our house because my son wanted to get a cool fish. Cool. F- cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. For all of you people, were, were you who- practicing uh, like <laughs> oxymorons? <at home? laughs> He's teaching his son what that means. Yeah. <laughs> For all you uh, fish lovers out there, that's Jamie at AnimalTalkRadio.com. That's right. Both of you can write in. <laughs> ask, ask your mothers first. Fine. Well, he actually wanted piranha and went into the fish store and found out the piranha were very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, forty dollars a crack at the local mm. store, and I decided well, that three- you bought uh, you bought plastic bangs for goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we bought an Oscar instead. So oh. we we have a fifty five gallon tank set up with a with a nice big tiger Oscar, and my kids are enjoying fish eating other fish. So, mm. so and when the little Felix fish gets kicked out of his house, you can come over and join him too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all right, all right, fine. L- let's let's go to the phones. Let's go to Jana. Jana calling from Iowa. Hi, Jana. How you doing today? You there, Jana? There she is. Hello, Jana. Yeah, I'm right here. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah, yes, okay. You got the fact or fiction. We're going to reiterate them real quickly, and you tell us which one you think is the true fact. Is it fact number one? European eels can survive several hours outside of water in damp, cool conditions. Or is it number two? Jaguars hate water so much that prey that runs even into shallow levels often get away without being chased. Or fact number three, a female heron is called a daman from the German for ladies. German avian expert Gunther Horvath wanted them to be daman und heron, or ladies and gentlemen. Hey, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jenna, which one do you think is right? I'm guessing B, the jaguar is not chasing the prey into water. Uh, As a matter of fact, jaguars love water and they love to swim even. Really? Maybe I'm getting them in bobcats. I know one of them is, oh, you know, I got to pay more attention to my son's science because he was studying the water. The other hint. Your next caller should have a a pretty narrower chance then. (laughs) Now it's down to 50 50. All right. Hey, thanks for calling, Jana. You bet. Have a great night. You too. 1-800-738-1886. I, I love when people are that happy about losing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, said she was in such a good mood still. <laughs> that was great. She should call right back. <laughs> <laughs> We're not very bright. <laughs> yeah, change your name. <laughs> My this is Jenny. Anna. <laughs> yeah. Also, the pattern with the fake facts and the true facts and all that, the pattern is the longer my fact is, the more times I have to read it. <laughs> <There it goes. laughs> All right, why don't we do an email, Dr. Brett? Oh, sure. Or, or we we got to catch up on those, or we can do a story. Which Your choice. Oh, well, you know, we were talking about fish tanks earlier. That got me all excited, so let's read an email. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Animal Talk. You've got mail, baby, yeah. I like seeing how long it is till I don't know a word. My Johanio... <laughs> Two <laughs> is really aggressive. Afri- African cichlid. Oh, oh, Fish. yeah. I, yeah, sure. Uh, is really I aggressive. It was one of the former New York Dolls. <laughs> That's Johansson. <laughs> All right, go ahead. My Johanio is really aggressive to the rest of the tank. Hot, hot, hot. Any suggestions? <laughs> Wait, it gets better. Any suggestions on good dither or target fish? 
The cichlids are about one and a half inches. I tried five tiger barbs, last about two hours. I don't care for Danios. <laughs> it's like the cast of Grease. <laughs> I was thinking about large green or rosy barbs. Any suggestions? This is signed merely AP. Okay. A Danny, Danios are small fish that school that swim very fast up at the top of the water. So they can get away. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. African cichlids are extremely aggressive fish and they like to attack other fish what you have is a dither or target fish are very fast moving moving fish that swim at the top of the water that keep the cichlids attention so that they don't they don't put their aggression towards other cichlids or other fish Mm. so it's kind of like uh, i guess you can almost call call it like a mixed misdirection fish Kind of like, you know, jingling your keys here in the studio and you catch my attention and I forget what I'm doing here. So you, so you basically get these fish to dress up like a Roman emperor, put your thumb up and down. Is that what it comes down to? No, they usually they can't, you can't catch them because they're too fast. They're okay. also very inexpensive fish, so occasionally they do end up as a feeder fish. You know, life is... Is what it is. That's so, so, so just an example so, of in the other circle words, of life, isn't it? And, and, and we didn't get to answer the question, what's another d- d- dither fish besides Danios because they don't like the Danios? Dither, dither, dither. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Danio Dithers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem is, is the barbs they're talking about using, the cherry barbs and the other barbs, are not quick enough <sighs> and will definitely end up as fish food. Mm-hmm. So Danios really are about the best fish. You don't like them well, just live with it. No. Yeah. Get a little well. Sandio and you'll be all set. <laughs> 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 oh my word. All right, we have that fact or fiction out there. We have two stories left. One of them is real. One of them is, is a lie of falsehood. The first fact is European eels can survive, can survive several hours outside of water in damp cool conditions. And the second fact is a female heron is called a Damen from the German for ladies. German hey, avian expert Gunther Horvath wanted them to be Damen und Herren or ladies and gentlemen. All right. Which one of these two is true? Call us. And we began our hour today talking about some new legislation trying mm-hmm. to be passed in uh, San Francisco or West, West Hollywood. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, um, about declawing cats. Yeah. They want to ban declawing <laughs> cats like they have in Europe in a few countries. And we chimed in. As a matter of fact, we have Victor from Nebraska calling in with his opinion. Hey, Victor, welcome to Animal Talk. Hello. It's good to talk to you guys again. <laughs> well, it's good hey, to have Victor. you call. What can we do for you today, Victor? What's your opinion on this declawing issue? Well, my poor cat died of a broken heart oh. when, when uh, we had him declawed. Actually, my parents did it. Uh, never mind the fact that he was 14 years old, but... Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, he seemed like he was an accomplished hunter, and then suddenly, let's take the claws off. And then after that, he kind of just went downhill. Yeah. yeah. Well, 14's kind of old, isn't it, to be making that kind of decision? What precursed yeah. that decision? Yeah, that's decision? what I was thinking, too. I was thinking, if you're going to declaw them, you'd better do it when they're young. Did, yeah. did, it, did it just take 14 years for uh, the cat to <laughs> tick them off? Or yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, 10 couches is enough. <laughs> I guess. Actually, actually, we had gotten a younger cat. And the younger cat was doing most of the scratching, and my parents just said, "I'll just declaw both." Of them. Go for the package deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is this is that's a great point. That's that's something I talk about to all people who have kittens at my clinic. I, I, I always tell them, if you don't declaw your cat, that's wonderful. That's great. Make the decision now. If you say you're not going to declaw your cat, I don't want to do it at one year old, and I shouldn't want it at two, three, four, five, or fourteen. Fourteen. 
<laughs> because that is that is bordering. Uh, it is bordering. Victor, on put, a, put him in a home, Victor. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it would be something. It, it would be something that I would uh, not necessarily uh, do at that age. But as I say, if you're going to get it done, get it done very young. They bounce back much quicker, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, go from there. But that's you make a wonderful point. As an animal gets older, this is very hard on them. And uh, again, at this point, uh, the, the people are right. Declining is not a good thing at that age. Is you do it when they're young, and then they do just fine. Well, see, and the reason for decline to begin with is because just what your parents experienced. Right. They had this cat for 14 years. They love the cat. They get a new cat. The new cat starts clawing up the furniture. Mm-hmm. And and you know what was going to happen? One of two things will happen with most health households. They'll either get the cat declawed, or they'll euthanize the cat. So you're talking about the less of two evils, so to speak, is decline. How's, how's the other cat? Oh, the other cat lived to a ripe old age also, and I think uh, he died at um, maybe 13 or 12. So there you go. So the thing, the point of it is is that this cat had a wonderfully happy life being declawed and not a problem. And, and so it's, it's one of those things. It's not going to affect the length of their life. It's not going to affect them biting more. I hear that all the time. It's not going to affect things like that. It's just get it done at a young age when they can handle it better. That's a really good point. Right. They did it to the other one when it was very young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the and, and doing it to a cat though that'll that's just a that's just a poor decision just in general. Uh-huh. It doesn't it, any surgery on a fourteen year old cat is, is not a good idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's not you don't do many brisses on eighty five year old men either. So it's like <laughs> do it at a young do it at as young an age as possible. Right. <laughs> you know, that just hurt. My whole, my whole head hurt when you said that. <laughs> oh, well, well, Victor, you brought the bris out of Brad. <laughs> you brought the bris out. Oh, my. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, you know, another thing I wanted to thank you for was helping me and my girlfriend get back together. I should say my girlfriend and I. She was in uh, uh, in Asia someplace, right? Oh, you remember. Yeah, well, you, you won a, a sweet slumber dog bed, didn't you? Right, and I... I actually went over there and gave it to her and the dog. Oh, right on. And things are looking pretty good. Well, good for you. Yeah, because I remember you had a very unique last name. I'm not going to give it on the air, but it's uh, Native American, and it was a very, it's a great last name. Right. um, So, yeah, no, that's why I remembered you. things are heading in the right direction then? Yes. And so if there's going to be, like, a wedding, are we invited? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I'll DJ it. Yeah, Jamie will DJ the wedding. I'll drink beer. No. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm still not above asking for a free meal, <laughs> no matter where it can come from. Uh, hey, Victor, thanks for calling, my friend. Thank you. One eight hundred seven three eight one eight eight six. Animal Talk Matchmakers. That's right. You know, we can bring people from continents together. That's right. That's, it's uh, it's amazing. The wedding. Uh, speaking of weddings, um, I did a wedding last night, and uh, I DJ weddings and parties for people who don't know. Uh, on the weekends, and uh, um, the the bride and groom last night, they did the typical dollar dance, and they wanted to mm-hmm. do it, but they felt the money, you know, asking for more money from people. They thought that was a little cheesy, and so what they did was um, donate all the money uh, to the Michigan Humane Society because we're here in Michigan, and they were donating it to the Michigan Humane Society, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't even know that you know I was related to the show or anything, and I was telling them about it and how Dr. Trish from uh, that works at the Humane Society, who is also on Animal Planet's Animal Cops, is here from time to time filling in for Dr. Brad, uh, you know. So they were pretty happy about that. And uh, they raised a bunch of money last night to uh, uh, donate to the Michigan Humane Society. That was uh, congratulations to uh, Rich, uh, Michael, and Rachel Imel. They got married yesterday, and uh, 
off on their honeymoon and doing some good for animals. Why so. do I feel like thinking of a fork and hitting a glass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, they're good kids. It's uh, it's dark out, that. Jamie. They're not listening right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, congratulations to them anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we can dream, can't we? Uh, we still have the fact or fiction out there, don't we? We do. We have uh, two facts out there. One of them is real. One of them is false. The first fact is European eels can survive out of water if kept cool and damp. And the second fact is a female heron is called a Daman from the German for ladies because uh, Navy expert Gunther Horvath wanted them to be Daman and Heron, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. We've got a couple more of those to get through that we got from this week. Yeah. They all seem to be about fish. Oh, isn't that good? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Gee, and let's see. I've been bringing the big plug in the who's, email. Who spends their time on the internet? <laughs> hmm. Let's see. Dear Animal Talk. Congratulations, Skippy. You've got mail. Please advise my new tank. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my new tank that was set up correctly, left without fish for allowed time, etc. Okay, that's not I, a that made no that's sense. That's not a sense. Yeah, I, I can I can fill that that thought in. Now four weeks into it, the water is cloudy, and I have lost two fish. Please advise. Thank you. And this is signed, believe it or not, Victoria. Hmm. Well, Victoria, first of all, setting up an aquarium and let it run without fish in there does absolutely nothing. Mm. That's the old wives' tale. Set up a tank, let it run for three or four weeks before you put fish in it. All that's going to do is make sure that you remove chlorine out of the tank if there was any. And there are these nice little drops from Novaqua, Amquel. There's all kinds of different names. You put two or three drops in there and the chlorine is removed just that fast. <laughs> and uh, you're ready to put fish in. It takes three to four. It takes from four to six weeks with fish in the tank for the bacteria to grow that eat the fish waste, namely ammonia. And if you have cloudy water, you're overfeeding your fish. It doesn't mean how many times you're feeding them, but it means you should feed your fish whatever they will eat in three minutes and feed them three or four or five times a day. Because most fish eat throughout the day, they're 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 constantly eating. They don't eat one big meal. 